Calling all units, calling all units. Donut Shop has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. We were talking about uh, Lieutenant Camacho's FHP hat, and then you mentioned uh, yeah. it would be cool if homicide, when we were on homicide, we had hats. What kind of hats would those be, Freddie? Dude, they would be the perfect hats for Miami because the sunny day, uh-huh. hot as hell, mm-hmm. and we all have our nice Panama hats, you know? You want a Havana thing, looking kind of cool thing, walking through Eighth Street with our hats and uh-huh. our crime scenes. So like the the Bruno Mars, like the it's like a beige no, no, and no, black no, no, don't black go, band. Don't go crazy. <laughs> don't, no, the, felt. Well, is it felt not felt tip? No, don't go crazy. But that's the thing. You no, you no. give you said here's you get I, we get to wear hats and then this it goes is, off. People start showing up with no, all no, kinds. It's homicide, a uniform, man. We want quality uh-huh. Panama style hats. Okay, with a ribbon around it, real nice, real sharp. And an occasional cigar. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect right, uniform. Right on scene. You know, the, the Atlanta guys in the winter. Wow. What do they wear? The north, up north homicide units, they, they got their cool hats, man. What they, kind of hats they have? The Dick Tracy hat, you know. A little really? Ooh. So we need our little, you know, little Cuban hat. That'd you know, be you cool. You don't have one here? No, I don't have you one don't here. Ha- you don't own a Panama hat? I don't. I have the, I have the trooper the, hat. What kind of police officer are you? I have the... Uh, the trooper hat here, see? There Got the trooper go. hat. So you're saying essentially it would look something like this, just no, not like it a trooper. No, look anything like that. No, no don't, don't. Watch the cord. Although that is a beautiful hat, but yeah. no. Come so on. you're saying Panama. You're in Miami and you're a policeman and you, you don't own a Panama hat? No. South Florida? No. So you gotta Panama get hat, cigar, and a guayabera. You can own a Guayabera every now and then, but it's not necessary. But so yeah, what kind of shirt are you wearing with that? Because it doesn't matter. The style you the on, hat on, the, the, on the monitor. You can wear whatever you want. Uh, okay, so you pulled it you up. There I'm it is. About? Perfect. You can give it a little color to a little beige, you know. I like it. I say we do. I say we implement it. So uh, if you don't know, now you know. We were talking about homicide. We were talking about hats. And if you don't know who this gentleman is in front of us, he is... Either a homicide detective or a hat designer. <laughs> <laughs> designer. <laughs> we'll put that on my website. Hats for detectives. There you go, man. There you go. We Dude, were just talking about merch. A whole page just dedicated to essential homicide attire. attire. Yeah, yeah. Ways to show up for the new homicide detective. Boom. What you, what you need to do when your family says, you got your badge, I got to buy you some gifts. Okay, here's my registry. Boom. Just go to Freddie's website. We can Boom. put some cigars in there too. There you go. Label. There you go. So, so Freddie, if you don't know, now you know. Is a homicide hat detective. <laughs> He's a homicide detective. Salute, my brother. And, and he knows. He knows what we're supposed to do. And and go ahead and uh, take a sip. The first, the first returning guest. You know how much on the donut shop you just left on your mug. Uh, how much what? Evidence? Evidence you left on your mug. Oh, that, that was for Hector. Hector, w- when Hector uh, was on last week, should, he should have took a sample of that. Yeah, so what do, you, what, do, what do you have there? What are you leaving there? This here? What am I leaving there? Yeah. DNA. Your DNA from the sipping. Mm-hmm. Fingerprints. And fingerprint. So, yeah. So try to grab your cup from the top. I know this mug is like high quality. Yeah, mug, right? it's heavy. It's, it's, it's heavy, so yeah. you, and you because it's heavy, you have to add some pressure to it, right? Whoa. Right. Um, so your fingerprints, what is it that we have at the end of our, at all in our hands and our, the bottom of our feet, right? 
Yeah, the little prints. This is our little uh, signature identifiers on each finger that are right. unique so, to each person. So we call those ridges. Ridges, right? Yeah. So they're like uh, they're they're also called peaks and valleys, right? Mm. In with it that are in your hand. So imagine like if you're in uh, the Grand Canyon, right? Yes. And you're going through these valleys and these mountains, which are the peaks. This is imagine your fingerprint, your print on blown up, yes. really really big, right? And what happens to us is that we either we're secretors of grease, water, or oils. Right. Right? So when we touch items, uh, then we leave those oils, and our ridges is what forms the prints around them. Ah. So we have uh, loops, whorls, and arches all around our hands and the bottom of my feet. So you're, you know, you're going through, through all of these. So what happens when we deposit those, that grease on a surface... Um, what we would hope is that if if it's if it's raining right away, that's bad for us because they could yeah. leave. Yeah. So we would love for it to be a dry. Yeah. And it would deposit that print on there. So then we would come with the whatever items that we're going to lift those prints with, powder, different types of powders or, or chemicals um, to leave those. So. Yeah, so that's that's what happens with us when we if you're a secretor or if you're in the commission of a crime, you may your pores may open up and you sweat. Yeah. That's not very that's not really good for you. Yeah, that's uh that's that's what the canine when when the the bad guys running running excited, yeah. they're emitting these pheromones and they're emitting this secreting this smell. It's heightened. So mm-hmm. canines pick that up on the in the I'm, wind and everything. I'm curious you mentioned feet Ah. Like, so feet normally for pretty much anybody are going to be primarily covered more than hands. You know, I know criminals wear gloves and stuff like that, but more than hands. You have experience or have you experienced with actually going when somebody lifted a print or went for a print and said, that's that's a foot. Oh, look, we're going to catch that right, whirl or loop. Can, can I piggyback on that real quick? Yeah. But and I, and, I, and you're going to give us the answer, but I just want to chime in is like. So when you get arrested, you go in and you give your fingerprints. But I've never seen them, like, take the feet and exactly. be like, boom. However, when you're a baby, they do little baby prints, yeah. unless there's toddlers committing crimes. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I don't know. So go ahead. Right, right. So I like what you're saying about that because if that means that you have a crime scene where you see a barefoot impression, yeah. is what it's called, that's really interesting because... That would mean that the offender had some sort of connection with that indoor scene. Where else would you be barefoot? Unless you just hang out in the streets, walking out mm-hmm. barefoot all the time. The beach. Or, or you're, so you're, you yeah. committed a crime because you're a, you're a beachgoer and, you're, <laughs> and uh, you're, where your victim is that is near the beach. Right. There's a, I mean, there's a category. A there's a category. Small person. percentage, but category person. Right. Right. So maybe a homeless if person. You're, or if a you're finding surfer. a Right, if you're finding a barefoot yeah. impression inside of a house, the l- percentage and likelihood is that the offender is yeah. related to that to that dwelling. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, so we talk about those impressions. So you have a different type of impressions, whether hand or feet. Here, tilt, so, the, tilt the mic a little bit. Yeah, if the there you go, the impression is could be on a bloodborne surface where there's already blood there. Yeah. Or there's water there. Once you step on it, 
and then you step again, now that's a continuing transfer, that you're moving blood from one area to another. Yeah. Um, those, are, those are the best. Criminals' impression on the victim's blood. Oh, yeah. That puts them there on the yeah, scene yeah, yeah. while there was blood there. Yeah. So then do you do like a foot lineup? And then kind of all. So then, all right, everybody on your backs. You're not far from, from the truth. Is, yeah, so then now where everybody that you think is going to be a suspect, you've got to somehow get them to, hey, can you take your socks and your shoes off here? Oh, <laughs> and do a footprint. Do, yeah, compare. Absolutely. Kind of freak likes that kind of a case. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, like you were saying earlier, we don't, uh, we don't go taking major prints on criminals when they're arrested. Yeah. You know, the way we do everything around the hand. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, something that the, the case dictates for us to do that, they will individually do that search, do a search on it. Yeah, so mm. it's a case-by-case basis. There's not like a, a, a database full of footprints, you know, or foot right, correct. finger, you know, toe prints, I guess you would say. Uh, there are databases know? on shoe impressions, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, you mean the type of shoe and what, what yeah, it leaves? branding, markings, yeah. No. Yeah, I remember because I, I watched um, uh, the, 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 the one that's on Netflix right now with the guy in California. Um, oh, my God. It's a, I already no. forgot it. But they, they broke it because of his shoe because it was an, uh, a Via shoe, which was a, a, it was rare, a Oh, the, it was uh, a rapist guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know uh, you're talking about. It was a, it was a, it was a great series. So... Freddie lived it, so he doesn't have to watch it. Freddie, uh, Freddie's back with us. First episode, phenomenal. Uh, we spoke about how to become a homicide detective, what he did prior to be, uh, being a police officer, uh, recently retired, continues to educate and consult with his company, the Criminal Investigations uh, CIT group, right? Yep. So it's training criminal group. training group. So uh, traveled around internationally, right? Um, so and there was some good, cool stories there too. So if you guys haven't seen the episode, go back. Stop right now. Stop what you're doing, and go back and and watch or listen to that episode, and that will prep you for this one because we're gonna jump right into things here. Um, so if you want to learn how to become, we'll, we'll maybe reiterate some things here and there, but. We want to pick up from where we left off and move on because you had some cool stories that you said. Oh, I had this cool story, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, we'll we save it." Give yeah, more time to the stories. Yes, yes, we'll save it for for next time. But uh, but here's next time. Here is next time. I don't know what the math is. I don't know how many months many it's mo- been. Many many months later. Yeah. Well, it's great to see you guys back in action. Yeah. For another season. Yes. That must mean that the viewers are very excited, no? Yeah, and uh, we've been getting a lot of requests. Uh, I, I recently polled the audience, and uh, there's been a lot of requests. You were definitely requested back. Because we want to have a new guest, obviously, but bring back the old guest, or the, not the old guest, but the original guest, right? The OGs. Yeah, original it's... guest. Huh? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you are, you're an OG. That's it. That's All it. Right. So what you were you going to say, some, Jay? It's just some stuff to, to keep hearing. I mean, you know, we only had so much time, and we try to keep these down to an hour and a half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, guys like Freddie, we can just kind of go on forever. Uh, people want long, longer format uh, podcast. However, we don't want, like to uh, give it all out. You know, mm-hmm. keep you guys coming back. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Happy to be here, man. Well, thank you, Fred, Freddie, Mister Ponce. 
Talk to me, man. What's been going on? I know you. you uh, we tried to get you on the show, maybe like three we months ago, back, two months yeah. ago, and you were like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm tied up. I'm tied up." And oh, you were here. In, you were uh, there. You were everywhere. In uh, Tennessee at the National Forensic Academy. I was over there for ten weeks. So ten weeks in Tennessee. So that did you drink Tennessee whiskey over there? We did the the Kentucky Bourbon Run. Hey, Tennessee all the way through to Kentucky. It was a Bourbon Runner. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We it's good. came back with a lot of souvenirs. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a real big thing now. I mean, the, it, it's always been, but it's kind of coming out now to the mainstream. That whole bourbon and and taste oh, testing. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, in in our realm, but it's now becoming a little more mainstream. I see it all over YouTube and everything. My brother's into it a lot. But anyways, let's yeah, not yes. deviate. Let's go to. Uh, so what what was going on over there? Tell us. Man, that was uh, it. Was amazing. I met a, an amazing. Uh, amount of people there and um it was 10 weeks of research and uh studying of everything that has and anything to do with crime scene and and homicide investigations so you were teaching there or you were a student i was mainly a student but Ah. uh, throughout the 10 weeks that we were doing every week we were presenting some sort of research topic yeah, now, depending on what week we were, the discipline that we were working on that week. So how did you get in? How did you get in there? Because I know we, we're we got to pay. We got to pay a lot of money. Oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. It's not but, cheap. But it's current and former, or how does that work? You have to have some kind of law enforcement no, you, experience. You're connected to law enforcement. Okay, I'm, I'm connected to another police department as well. So, oh, um, yeah, it's it's all, it's only law enforcement. So okay. the people that are you're going to see working there is. Um, either crime scene investigators or police investigators, criminal investigators of whatever level, where, wherever they're at. So it's, it's the luck of the draw. If you make, make that cut to get in there, yeah. they re- there's a lot of requirements. They ask for your CV, a lot of background. Um, and, yeah, I was fortunate enough to, to get selected. I've been trying to get there for, like, 15 years now. Whoa. Wow. Um, and to, when I was working homicide with the city, it was they weren't going to let me go for ten weeks. Yeah, that's a that, long time. That, that's, yeah, yeah. that's really hard. So, and then uh, when I separated from the city, I, I found a great opportunity. So, and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and then they had the slot available, and then I, I squeezed in there. So, so is it like a it think a tank where you know everybody's kind of pushing ideas together, talking about? The way that they approach certain theories and certain situations. That's and then correct. So every week we're, we're different topics that were the professors were amazing, all doctorate level or um, homicide investigators with an immense amount of experience uh, that showed up. Uh, we had full weeks on fingerprinting, full weeks on sketching alone, mapping, blood spatter analysis, uh, study. We had a whole anthropology week. This is where the body farm is at. Oh, in uh, in uh, in what's Tennessee, a, what's the body farm? Yeah, so uh, body farm is we did a whole week on anthropology, studying uh, bones, studying um, estimation of time of death, and um, there is uh, they have a uh, the University of Tennessee. Uh, I want to say it's around four acres, uh, the study of decomposition and time of death. And it's uh, people donate their bodies to science. Those are called cadavers. Yeah, dead, dead people, yes. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you with my useless uh, knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Cadavers. So, people, there's a very long list 
of people donating their bodies to science. Yeah. And then they, for the betterment of that study of estimation of time of death, uh, decomposition. So there's about, I want to uh, somewhere between two to four acres of grave sites. So is, is it like a, do I check, do I want to donate my organs, right? And then that just... That's and then there's else. some fine yeah. print that says, and by the way, we could bury you and get and study you and no, you, you could, you body could farm. Specifically request. Uh, I didn't. Do you, and where do you do that? that? How do you do so that? So there's one in Central Florida as well. Where you, how do you get on the list? Is what I'm saying. You, you got to call them and. Oh. Uh, yeah, you probably just. It's part of probably like your your final wishes and stuff like that. Instead of saying, "Hey, I want to be cremated" or "I want to be put in my family plot," that kind of thing, you contact that university and you say, "When the time comes, my family's going to reach out to you." Here's the, yeah. make the arrangements. Ah, okay. So, yeah, you, you got to be on that list. You got to be on the list and see if you can make the list. So that's, so, so University of Tennessee, so that'd be like Knoxville area? No, it's, uh, no, you got the academies in Oak Ridge, uh-huh. uh, the body farms in Morgan County, uh, not too far from Oak Ridge, Tennessee. So I'm a third grader. Explain to me in the third grade level, how, like more or less, real quick, Don't how can you, how can you determine the, with bones. Are you trying to say that our viewers are third grade? No, no, because I, I'm telling me. I'm <laughs> I'm the one at the third grade level. They're like, oh, God, here we go. But I just, how would you? From- Look, so, right. So, so I, I, I'll tell you some of the, uh, the basic things that we did there. Uh, we were a group of 26 of us. We split into, like, five teams. We had an anthropologist with us in each team. And we were taking to different sites, different areas, and we had to go find the burial site. And we had to probe in the ground. First, identify the area where the body could have been buried. Well, the so body. this but, is this but, is real, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is a real, real dead case. body out there. Yeah, we're talking dealing with cases of missing persons or a serial killer or somebody burying a body, and we got to go find the area and then do the walk, walk the, the fire line. Yeah. Uh, to to find the gravesite, so yeah. we look for different techniques on which I'm not going to get into and how to find it. But once you find it, yeah, the area, uh, well, then we probe in the ground to see if there is a, a buried wow. a buried site there. I've, so to get back to the question, I find it and I'm looking and I'm going, well, that's been there for 45 years, or oh, that's been there for 45 days or four to five hours. How, how do we? Is it from the maggots or? or? I don't, I don't know. I just saw that in the movies. Yeah, the, yeah. So there is a there is a station on entomology. Okay. Where we are, we have so the different stations that we rotate through. We have bodies. Some bodies are out of the ground. Right. And they are at, they're already at different stages of decomposition. Right. So we have to estimate what that the estimated time of death. Is. There's a whole trigonometry computation to it. But yes, so. Let's say, for example, like flies. So there's about 300,000 different types of flies around the world. In North America, there's about 30,000 types of flies. So you have your fly, that your, your local house fly. He's the one that's mostly attracted to fruits and foods and you know, things like this. Yeah. And then you have your decomposition type of fly that, um, that are attracted to dead animals. And poop? Is that the same one? Yep, sure. Yeah. Um, Caca. Caca flies. <laughs> so, yeah, the fly lands, and then it. It, it lays an egg, and then there's a larva, and then there's your, your maggot, and then it dries, 
and then for each stage there's there, there, there's a time thing so ah, look at that. but uh, there's numbers to that and um, you it, there's a computation to it as well so. and I would I would imagine also if it if the body is actually if it's buried versus out exposed in the air and yeah the elements know. are big for anything indoor or outdoor yeah um, the weather's a big factor whether yeah. it's rain it doesn't rain it's dry it's raining not raining snow whatever it is it's it's yeah, that has to uh, compute it. But uh, yeah, we, that's a lot of stuff we were we were doing. Um, uh, forensic ontology, also identification of uh, of victims, kind of what's going on over there in, in Surfside now. That's yeah. how they're identifying. Uh, the so yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I, I just brought that up because my wife listens to the show and we had a discussion about how old dinosaur bones are. And I'm like, babe, they have ways. They have ways of finding that. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it would be similar to, uh, obviously, dinosaurs are millions and millions of years old. But yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the way that they would go about it. If it's an old, like, old set of bones, like somebody that was missing from the 80s. Yeah, there's, come discoloration, across. there's discoloration to bones. Yeah. And, um, and there's, you know, from recent death to one who's been exposed to the elements. Yeah. For a while, it'll be more, more brittle than the other, or it changes in color. Also, if there's been a, a fire, the bone will have a different color to it. And bones will even warp during fires. Yeah. Um, and that could become a problem when you're measuring the, the height or the size of the person because mm. the bones have warped uh, if they've been killed in a fire. So there's a lot of different elements to that. So. I'm going to throw a curveball at you, and I, and I know we. this is something I've just been thinking about. I've watched a lot of movies. You ever seen the movie Snatch? You ever oh, seen yeah. Snatch? You ever seen the movie Snatch? No. You don't know where I'm going? What? Okay. There's a movie Snatch. It's an older movie in the, in the or my late 90s, right? 90s, Early, mid-90s. Maybe, it's maybe, a guy rich movie, whatever. This guy has a pig farm, and he keeps pigs. Beware of any man who keeps pigs, right? <laughs> because the pigs supposedly chew through the bone. You ever heard of anything like that? Like, so, essentially, this guy in the movie was a gangster. Right, he would right. kill people and then feed them to the pigs because the pigs eat. They go through bone, like he said in the movie, like butter. Like butter. Like butter. Yeah. So, I don't know. A little bit interesting. A little, little tidbit there. Here's, here's what he said. You need at least 16 pigs to finish the job in one sitting. Can you say that in, in, and, trying, and, and say it again? On. Work it. Like, <laughs> yeah. say, you the need six yeah, 16 pigs. 16 pigs. To finish the job. In, you want me to read in English or like my English? You go back and forth. Oh okay, God. 16 in pigs. In one sitting. In one sitting. Okay. Uh-huh. So be wary of any man who keeps a pig farm. Uh-huh. They will go through a body weight or a body that weighs 200 pounds in about eight minutes. That means a single pig can consume two pounds of uncooked flesh every minute. Yeah. Hence the expression... Greedy as a pig. There you go. Greedy as a pig. You sounded like Conor McGregor after he broke his ankle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, anyways, the guy keeps a pig farm. I just thought, I don't know. I know this. I'm just saying. I just, I don't know where we're gonna go with that. He's just saying it's like. A I garbage, heard about the it's bones. Like a garbage disposal, and you take yeah. a guy and you want off him. You throw him into these 16 hungry pigs. Yeah. The guy's 200 pounds. He is disintegrated. Yeah. In, Eight minutes. Look, talk about disintegration. It's people don't realize how hard it is when you're conducting an investigation like that. Where you have to one locate the the victim that's buried, right? Or if 
the offender has done something to the body, uh, maybe put them through a, a wood grinder, chipper, yeah. a wood chipper, or chopped them up, or yeah. anything like that. Uh, recent recent case I know of an incinerator at the dump. Yeah, so Whoa. we have to sift through the dirt and sand. So yeah. we're really, we're essentially doing like a, a sifter, kind of like when people, they're looking for gold or they're looking yeah. for... It's an anthropology sifter. It's just a, uh, a a box, wood box, and it's got a mesh through it. And Chicken wire or whatever. It's and, and it's just like painstakingly going through hours and buckets and buckets of dirt and sand. It's a it's a pain in the ass, man. It's, yeah. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's not easy, but um, essentially what we want to do is collect every single bone that we can find and then build the skeleton again. Uh, like to redo the reconstruction. Essentially, like the, when they find the dinosaur fossils and they're putting it back together. It's it's it. Same thing. Cool. It's, cool stuff. Like that. And so then out of that, we, we can determine if there was any trauma to the bone, whether it's a stabbing, was there a shooting or whatever. Nice. Yeah. So 11 weeks of that. Yeah, 10 weeks of, 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 of that. Of anthropology week was one, was one, it was one full well, week. I'm just saying, you were up there 11 weeks doing all that. Like nonstop forensic photography. Uh, Sounds like a summer camp for criminal, homicide detectives. Criminal profiling. Yeah, and, and you're you're mixing with all these people uh, that think alike in, in this this world that we that we're in. Yeah. And then think about that for a moment, and then who the professors have to be. Yeah. To, to teach all these people. Man. Yeah, because you're not you're not schooling some some rook jobs. You guys are veteran. Seasoned veteran, I mean, world famous first forty-eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. You, when you're when you're instructing, you have to know your audience. Yes, right, absolutely. And one, who's going to be? If you're going to decide, you're going to be a professor at anything, an instructor at anything. Yeah, you have to dominate your field, the dominant the field that you're instructing. Yeah, um, I'm sure there are going to be questions that you may not have the answer for, but you're going to find that answer very quickly yes. and return it back to the class. But to sit in front of a class where, one, you haven't had the experience or lived the experience, and then you're, you're, you're preaching it, that's a problem. It's a problem in us as law enforcement officers. We're the worst students. We critique the hell out of everything. Yeah. Any professor in front of the classroom, they're going to size him up or her yeah, big time. Absolutely. And I want to know where you've been, what you've done, how many cases you've worked. Yeah. And then I'll say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to listen to this guy. Uh, yeah, you absolutely have to win their attention and, and be like, hey, guys, almost cater to them a little bit. But at the same time, giving your credentials and then they once you got them and they open up, then you can start. Then, listen, then you shouldn't have listen. to wait for them. Your 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 bio should be up. Yeah, you can look you up on a website. Yeah, you give it to them in the beginning of the class. Everybody introduces them, and you tell them who you are. Yeah, and right from the very far, first five minutes that you're there, people are going to know we're in the right class or we're in the wrong class. With the you know, right. with, but so, don't you have to first? So way, the way that I see it psychologically, you have to acknowledge who the audience is and let them know guys you and I, I understand you guys professionals and and you know and you guys done a lot of this stuff and i'm here to to give you guys my experience and what i know kind of like that like you guys know your shit 
But I also I'm going to bring you some new stuff. So they go, yeah, yeah, no, no, we know, uh, we know our stuff. No, no, no. That atmosphere wasn't like that. It was, um, it was more of a sharing type of experience. Oh, okay. So there was no one up there saying I'm, I'm the Almighty. No, you look, and as a professor, is you never know what experience one of your students has had. Yeah. And they can share that experience in five to ten, twenty minutes in your class, and bring a world of knowledge and information to everybody in that classroom. There could be somebody that just been two years on a police department to, uh, or someone that's been there 30 years. Yeah. But that two-year person may have a story or an experience that's going to blow everybody's mind away. And you have to be prepared for that. You yeah, know that you've person all, is. You've all been... You've all worked in different areas and stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, your mic's drooping. I, I speak right into the mic. Yeah. Oh, okay. You you all have different experiences in in different areas and different cultures of what your communities are that you've had to deal with and the way people have killed people and and how they've disposed of bodies and all that kind of stuff. Well, listen, even at even at the academy, even at the academy, okay, these these students have zero or maybe they might have been a military police or something but more likely they have zero experience with police profession however they have life experience yeah. so i like to get i i, I treat them as though I, and you guys are adults and i get, like to hear things yeah. and if they can help and some of them are dispatchers psas so they can give their stories to it and even so sometimes when i'm teaching uh, like um uh, accident investigation. Yeah. We have PSAs that they're probably more proficient in that than I am. So yeah. they, I love to hear that feedback. So that's a uh, uh, you're very correct in the way that you approach that you stuff and very you listen. Minded, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna go. Yeah, we can take a break. So uh, when we come back, I want we want to uh, get what you're doing, uh, finish up what you're doing recently, and then get into some. We had some stories left over. You left some cliffhangers in the last episode. Oh, Again, okay. if you haven't seen the last episode, make sure you go back and check that out. Uh, with that being said, we'll be right back. <laughs> Are you a police officer? Are you an investigator? Well, it is time to take your investigation to a whole new level, and let's get some of those cases closed. I'm talking about the one and only CIT Criminal Investigation Training Group. Guys, Freddie and his team can come to your police department and bring their training courses, such as interview and interrogation, advanced interview and interrogation, crime scene analysis, homicide investigations, criminal law, case preparation and court presentation, and much, much more. If you'd like to find out more information, please contact Freddie Ponce, Detective Freddie Ponce, yes, you've seen him on the first 48, at contact at freddieponce.com. Or you can check out www.criminalinvestigationtraininggroup.com. All right, let's get back to the show. So uh, 11 weeks 10 weeks, 11 weeks. You said 11, then you said 10. I'm a good ten listener, weeks, too. Ten weeks, 10 weeks, 10 weeks. 11 weeks total you gone. We'll go back to the tape. You made up the 11. Like, Did yeah. he say 11 or 10? Uh, I think he said 10 the entire time. Damn it. We'll go back to the tape. All right. Sorry. At this point, I will go ding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, get back from the school, then you come, in, you come down here, and you start teaching. Well, I've, been, I've already been teaching with my company, uh, uh, Criminal Investigation Training Group. Right. So... Um, what I mean is, like, you, uh, you jump right back. Like, so you, there's no lull in your schedule, man. No, no. It's, uh, look, we got to, we, I'm very fortunate that we were in a situation right now where there's a lot of new police officers coming into police departments, yeah. and that trickles up to a lot of new investigators that need to be trained. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm doing. That's what I do with my company, and I, I concentrate on, 
uh, training criminal investigations in all aspects of it. Yeah. Not just uh, homicide investigations. We do a crime scene class uh, that uh, you're going to have in your episode of Hector Infante, CSI Man. Yeah, he was on last week. You don't, you didn't watch it, but he's going to be mad. CSI, uh, <laughs> uh, that's on the cover. I was actually uh, with, uh, in meetings with him uh, on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he uh, he helps he helps me in the crime scene class and uh, interview interrogations, a forty hour course uh, that I teach, uh, as well as the uh, advanced interview interrogations. So do people reach out to you, or are you promoting it? They're like so basically, if there's some investigators watching right now, and they have a uh, a department, um, you yeah. can come to their department. Yeah, that's that's correct. We could do private sessions. They can go to my website at criminalinvestigationstraininggroup.com. Yeah. Uh, or freddypons.com. They, they, both of the websites clink. Nice. Uh, but, um, yeah, they, um, the, the agency can contract me. I can go to them. Yeah. And, um, and we'll, we'll create a class for them, whatever their interests or their needs are. So yeah. right That's now good. I handle the, the investigators from the region. Uh, I think our region 14 is somewhere like North Broward or Palm Beach down to, to the Keys. You know, you know what's cool too is not only are you teaching, but you're still actively consulting in investigations that are going on. Essentially, if they're hitting a, or it's a, a high-profile case, or maybe they hit a speed bump, like man, how do we? So they hit I you do. up. Look, part of my my when my courses with my teach, which is included free in my course, is coaching for the investigators. Yeah, I get. They call me all the time on if they're prepping for an interrogation or they have a case and they're they have a bump in the road to trying to figure something out uh it's part of the the package that i give them yeah and they can call me at any time and i'm constantly fielding calls even uh international yeah i do uh, all kind of work so uh right now i'm working at a case in uh in brazil yeah brazil is a interesting country man it's beautiful but you know in brazil they don't have their natural disasters. Their natural disaster is crime, unfortunately. Really? really? Yeah, that's that's their their own saying. I didn't make that up. That's, oh, yeah. that's something that they say all the time. I was fortunate enough back from 2012 to 2012 to 15 to travel to Brazil about eight or nine times. I traveled there to teach my homicide class to uh, federal uh, uh, police patrol and uh, their investigators. And I met an amazing amount of people there. Great, uh, some great investigators and others learning as well. Right. Um, so in uh, there was a case in 2015, it occurred December 10th of 2015, of a little girl that got killed in her school. So they reached out to me, something like mid 2016. Hey, there's this case that we're working with, looking at. Uh, do you mind taking a look at it and see what we could do with it? So this is a, a school, which is a Catholic school, uh, preparatory school, very large compound, uh, similar to this school here that uh, we have in Miami called uh, St. Brendan's. Okay. Um, big, large school, K through 12. The little girl was seven years old at the time that she was killed. Damn. And she was at the graduation ceremony of her older sister that was graduating that night. The father's a math professor and the mother is also does events at the school and all that, but uh, the mother and the little the victim were sitting in the stands watching the whole ceremony while the father was attending right. the, the graduates. 
The little girl, her name is Beatrice Angelica Mota, by the way, Beatrice Mota, uh, also known as the Caso Beatriz. This this blew up in Brazil as the like our Jambonay like, Ramsey type case. Oh, wow. It's nationally uh, known case right now. Uh, so the little girl asked the mother permission to go to the bathroom. The event is being held at the basketball gym that night from 7 o'clock at night to about 11 o'clock in the evening. Um, so the bathroom is adjacent there to the basketball gym, and the mother lets her go. There were kids running around, walking all over the place. Yeah. So the little girl leaves to go to the water fountain bathroom area, a little vestibule area for that. And she's gone for 20 minutes. Uh, this videotape of the event, there's over 2,000 people at the event. And the mother then decides to go look for her, and that took an additional 30 minutes. So they start panicking, asking for the crowd for help, going on stage. The father goes on stage to have a rock band. They stop the rock band. He gets on the microphone. Yeah. Was Beatrice? Somebody help my daughter. Where are you, honey? Come over here. Come to my voice. That type of thing. And eventually, um, one of the parents and a, uh, a former student found her inside of a sports locker room adjacent there to the gym. Right. A little small room. And she was stabbed 42 times. Oh, my God. And the offender left the uh, large um, kitchen knife, butcher-type knife in, in her body. So that's where the, uh, the investigation took off from there. So meanwhile, prior... To the mor- prior to the murder and later on found through the investigation, the offender is actually outside the compound walls of the, of the school. Um, on the sidewalk perimeter outside the school, he was outside acting as a security guard or assisting people parking their vehicles, kind of like one of these panhandler types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not working for anybody, but just, you know, hey, come on over here. Uh, park over here, and he would stop traffic and do yeah. that kind of action. Uh, it took them about three months to locate that video, and then until they finally did, and two cameras are capture him. Um, you'll see in the images of him walking back and forth uh, throughout the night. He's even seen uh, grabbing the knife from the bushes and and going to walking to the school. So he makes his way, he sneaks his way through the front doors of the school while the event is happening. The security was a, was a joke there. It was like the, the PE teacher, the maintenance guy, the pool cleaning guy. They yeah, asked him, hey, their... you want to be security tonight? Yeah, not their primary function. Not their yeah. primary function. They don't know what to do. There was no uh, security not even measures. Really real eyes and ears. Nothing. Like, yeah. There were no tickets being sold. There were no clickers. There yeah. were no wristbands. There were no codes given. Yeah. Anybody, they, they, what they said was that they were sizing people up by the way that they look. Mm-hmm. And the witnesses who dealt with the offender, they was like, this is a clean-cut looking guy. Yeah. He, doesn't, uh, he looks like Nick. Hey, I would have stopped me. Yeah. yeah, he looks like <laughs> Nick, and, and and that's what the guy did. So he snuck in and was hanging out um, in the bathroom area. They requested the police did a, did, did some good work there. Uh, all the videos or pictures that were taken in the event, professional video and people doing selfies. Right. And one of those selfies is the father taking pictures with a student, and the student's taking the picture. And in the background, all the way to the back, is the offender by the bathroom. He hung out the whole time there. He never really made it into the 
basketball gym stadium area where everybody was sitting. And he was waiting there the whole time. And prior to this victim being uh, attacked, two other little girls were attempted to be lured into that locker room or the bathroom, inside the bathroom. Same event. Same event, same offender. Okay. By different witnesses. Yeah. Uh, testified to it. So what, what do we have? We have is an, an opportunistic sex offender. Yeah. Uh, who tried to lure little girls in. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a retaliation. It wasn't a targeted, like, I'm going to get the daughter of this, this guy for right, this reason right. or that something. That was one of, the, one of the indications is because he tried to lure two other little girls. Yeah, obviously. Totally yeah. unrelated to the victim. Yep. Um, and there was no retaliation towards the school either. There's no ev- evidence or any information leading to that. Um, so the, he lures a, captures the little girl and takes her into that room and stabs her there. He leaves a knife there. We have DNA on, on the knife. We have a male profile on the knife, but he hasn't been identified yet. That's 2021. That as of as of today, uh, he hasn't been identified. Oh, wow. The case happened in December tenth of two thousand fifteen. That's what I'm saying. Like he hasn't been identified yet, meaning today. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. looking right. for the that's, guy. That's correct. He was still. Um, Question: Yeah, a- any prior uh, besides that day, any prior crimes or any a- mos that fit the bill? And second, any uh, post any anything after? Is the guy a repeat or is just? Yeah, there is, there is, just like in a country this size, there is, there are, there are cases, similar cases. Yeah. Um, but they're, they, either they've been looked into or they have dragged their feet in looking into it. The problem is that their DNA database, their CODIS, is really, really young. Yeah. I think it just began like 2012, as opposed to us that we... I think ours started like 2000 or just prior to there. Um, and, and it's really, really young. So they're inputting data as they're locating potential offenders. So know? not all agencies over there. Because it's one agency, like a national? There is the, uh, there is, uh, the federal police. They have the federal police. Right. 1994 United States DNA database. 94, right? Hey. Good, good man, Jay. I knew you were going to look that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my that was my question that was my question as well. Uh, how how's their police broken up and how's sharing? Because I can't right, even right. say that in the United States we have the greatest information sharing either. Uh, yeah, everybody has their limitations. They have like look. They have they have the federal police, and then they have the policia civil, mm-hmm. which are the, each state has a policia civil, and they are only investigators. They've never been patrolmen. This is you going to a four year. Uh, police academy and becoming a detective. Yeah. And then you have your policia militar, which is your patrolman. Right. The best cops I've ever met. They're great guys. They're, and there are some, uh, well, I, I already kind of cursed. So some badasses. They come to the SWAT. Uh, yeah, yeah. The SWAT. We've, yeah, Miami SWAT school. We've had mutual aid agreements with yeah. Brazilian police since 1996. Yeah. And one of the reasons I went on there. But so, so you're saying, yeah. so there's. The, the Policia Civil that is maybe like, say, in Florida, like our Florida Department of Law Enforcement, where they do correct. investigations. That's correct. And then there's 
the patrol style, but they're all under federal like jurisdiction guidelines. No, no, they're or not. You have the have federal have, police is hold separate. Uh, there's three different entities. Yeah, okay. these three inter- entities, and policy and military and policial civil they have a lot of friction with each other. Not very good sharing. Yeah, the other non-sharing is that their DNA database does not communicate state to state. Ah, that's it's where the problem nationally, happening. right? So they have to. Somebody has to physically uh, take the DNA evidence to another state to to share that information. So that's what I, that's what I was trying to yeah. get at. Is like this this Joker or, or I say Joker, but right. a hole might might be traveling different states, same mo. Yeah. But you'll never know because the way that they're sharing information is right. Right. So their one their their goal there is to go national on their DNA database and increase the database, increase the database. So, yeah, I was so I was I was contacted on that and I looked at it for a while. I analyzed everything about it, and one thing that interested me on the case was the victim's family, how involved they were. They are in the case. Right. One thing that we as investigators look at and improves in us solving cases, how much is the victim's family willing to be involved in helping us? Right. And the mother is all over social media in this case. She is a she works so hard and passionate is whole soul life purpose to find out who this offender is. Uh How would they, if someone now listening, they want to go check out themselves, uh, how would they, you know, the way they can find Yeah, that? if they look at their, her Instagram page, it's called uh, Caso Beatriz. Okay. Or, uh, you know how to spell that? Yeah, Beatrice. Just the word Beatrice. But what's Caso? Caso, case. Nick, I'm asking. I'm, Caso, it's, a Span- it's, it's Portuguese, but same in Spanish. Yeah, but I don't. Caso Beatriz. I don't know. There's a lot of different things. There it is. Yeah. Isn't there a December drink? December 10th, 2015? Yeah. Pet- Petrolina, Pet- Petrolina, yeah, uh, Pernambuco, so, so the state of Pernambuco. Jay found and it. Pet- uh, the city is Petrolina, but yeah, her Instagram page, Castle Beatriz, she posts Instagram live. Uh, she goes on. The cases had had a lot of difficulties. Um, and oh, there you go. It's uh, Caso underscore Beatriz. Uh, I'll put a link in the description. Boom. The Thank podcast. you, Jay. Yeah, there you go. I really appreciate that. Um, what interests me about the case so much is that how much passion the mother was putting out there and the asking for help of the community to help her. And that the following that she created in her town, she'll call in one day, ask people to go march and hundreds and hundreds of people go march with her. Yeah. Whatever yeah. this lady says, she'll 79.4 thousand followers. Hey, there you go on IG. That's I mean, it's big. It's so big. she'll, you know, she'll, she, she can she can round up yeah. a thousand people. Um, yeah, that's very interesting for us as investigators. There's uh, the second picture on here is with City of Miami Police Department crime scene. It's, um, uh, from yeah, that June was 18th. we we analyzed her case. Hey, there you are, left side of the picture. Then in um, thanks, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm enjoying it for myself. I'll yeah. put it up over here on the screen. No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, there you go. Now we can see um, it. It's pretty. Nice. Right. <laughs> right. So the case, the, when I when I looked at it, I said, "Look, I think I can I can work with her." And our mission is to go to Brazil, and work with the police and work together to help out with the case. 
but that can only work if the victim's family is is authorizes it and is you know once says it's okay yeah so um i reached out to my my contacts um to to help me get a hold of the mother the problem is that with the case is that they kept firing the lead investigators from the case and that made it difficult for me because i all the information that they send me, they send me videos, they send me medical examiner reports. I have all police reports, witness testimony. I have all this information as I'm analyzing, making my assessment of the case. And they're getting rid of the investigators. Why? So Why are they getting rid of these guys? They're not, they're, they're one reason or another, not getting the job done, what needs to get done. For her case. Well, correct. Okay, so they take they them They may up. have other internal issues. Just, right, but right. From analyzing of everything that's going on, there's a that relationship with the investigators is not right. It's not okay. sound. Okay, and okay. that's how they're having problems with that. All right. With the case. So I said, you know what? I, I think I can I can work this case with the mother. But I gotta reach out to her now because I make contact to reach out to her. So she's all over social media and you know how that works on, on Instagram. You know, it's like I like posting messages as she's going live. Yeah. And I'm posting, and it's just like thousands of people scrolling. Broom, broom, broom. Yeah. It's like, I can't get in. I got to go to CAPS. And I'm going, CAPS, Miami, Miami, homicide. I need, I want to help you. I want to help you. I want to help you. Sending messages, private messages. And there was her private messages, like, through the roof. Thousands, nothing. No response, nothing. And then there's, uh, I found the blogger in Brazil that she's a serial killer junkie. Uh, posts about serial killers all around the world. Yeah. And she had posted on Beatrice's case, on the little girl's case. And I sent her a private message. I said, hey, do you know, do you know her mother? She goes, of course. She lives in my town. She's in my town. Yeah. And uh, she put us together. Nice. And then I sent her a message uh, with all my information, and the, the mom didn't respond to like three months later. She goes, I've been waiting to talk to you for a, re- for, for a while, over a year now. Because I know I just worry about who you were, so I'm, I did a background check on you and all this business. Mm. So we've been we've been talking for two years now, her right. and her her husband, the father, and we've been working together and getting some stuff. Then could there be a chance that this guy got caught for a similar case in another part yeah, of the there's a country? Chance that he's in prison. There's a chance that he's been killed. Yeah, um, like they might have done street justice right then and there in those countries. If you get caught with a, a minor, they, sometimes yeah. they do give you street justice right there, and they kill you on the spot. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, we solve cases not only of the efforts of homicide investigators and the efforts, the passions that they bring to the case, but victims' family can do a lot. Yeah. This lady, so we posted, we did, a, based on the video that you see in the images, we did a sketch of the offender. We send it to the Brazilian police, and we send it to the family. They reposted that new sketch because their old, their old sketch was, was not very good. And there's been a number of sightings of these offenders or offender, and they are calling her, letting her, hey, there's a tip. There's a guy. He's over here. Yeah. Uh, there was one guy that uh, he's at a hospital. He went to get some medication. A nurse had seen her sketch. And she reports the guy. When the police show up, the guy takes off running. Hey. But it turns out that the guy was a killer, had killed a little girl uh, in another state, 
and he ends up getting captured, all because of what the mother's doing, all the yeah. efforts of what she's doing. So she's capturing all these different homicide defenders from different areas just based on her motivation. Well, what are the odds of that, though? The guy looks... So maybe there is a look to a Brazilian homicide offender just, if they all look... Well, Match the description. Well, Listen, that's what you're... As a, look, if this is what we do. I, we have a campaign... Uh, I have a campaign that we have in the investment called We Know You Know, right? So what we're doing is we're motivating people to call. Yeah. To be vigilant towards yeah. these type of scenarios. And then you're explaining, like, like these are the things, these are the factors you need to look for. Yeah, but... And then they start looking for it, and then they end up finding secondary people but yeah they're going hey we're looking for this guy and then there's a guy that looks like him right. that killed another girl right what are the chances you know unless yeah. that is the look of a guy who does things like that I mean, i'm well, just having to say we're not going to say that about brazilians but i don't know but if the, it, that the fact sh- that they're calling yeah. because somebody looks like the offender yeah we're, we're good with it there's something that that nurse did that triggered that intuition yeah. and she called and that's what we want people to do absolutely Hey, you look. Suspicion is not just hey that guy looks like him. Suspicion is that we're we're trying to reach is you know who the offender is because we've posted pictures of this offender on billboards on TV. We've gone to national media on it. I've done interviews in Brazil over this. And you're a brother, you're a sister, you're a mother, and you know who he is. Yeah. But you're still not saying anything. So. Another quick question. If you have a video, can't you just do a screen grab with digitally it's, enhanced, or is it grainy? It's not that detailed oh, okay. of an image. But you can kind of put together more we or less. We were able to do a sketch off of the video and come up with a with a, with so, the look. So it's From, better. So the sketch of the video is probably better yeah. than what a witness so, sketch would what be. What I was going to say is interviewing witnesses on scene, can they say, oh, no, yeah, I saw I saw that guy. I remember that we've, guy. We've shown the sketched. To all the witnesses that spoke to him that night, because he's talking to people That's parking cars. Correct, correct. And one specific witness was the owner of a convenience store that deals with all of these street people that live around the neighborhood. Yeah. You want somebody to know a person who lives on the street, you go to an owner of a convenience store. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be in he and goes, out. He goes, listen, I know all these street guys, they all come to my store. Yeah. That guy is not from here. Ah, there you he go. He is from somewhere else. There you go. When we showed him the sketch that we provided, he goes, that's the guy. That's the, the guy? What do you sketch. mean? That was the, a weird, that was the guy, off. The guy like, passed in front of his store that day. He walked that night past his store. But he's not him. from there. Yeah. He's, but he doesn't know him. He ah. would know who he is. Yeah, yeah. And that night, the offender walked in front of his store, and he saw him. Yeah. And when and then he made the comparison. We saw, showed him the sketch. He goes... That's the guy that walked in my store. That's the guy from the video. So good sketch. Good to go. You'll see it. You'll see the image. Oh, he's you posting it. You're going to give yep. it to Jay? Yeah, yeah. We'll put you'll it up see, now. You'll see it there. So, yeah, that's, so that's where we're at. And mom is uh, capturing serial killers. Yeah. She, she, she tells me, listen, there's a guy. There's a tip coming from a ranch on a mountain for four hours away in a different state. Um, the owner of the ranch called, said there's a guy living there. Looks like the guy in your sketch, and he's suspicious. He's only there for cash. He doesn't say his real name. Um, so they call the police on him. The guy's at the top of the mountain, and he could see the road coming up the mountain. Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. train full of policemen coming. Oh, yeah. Guy takes off. 
uh-huh. takes off running. They, uh, so now they're searching for the guy. So the mom says, I'm going over there. She gets in her car, four-hour drive. I'm going to go catch the guy. She's there with the cops. They're going around town looking for the guy. Uh, she's nearby. The guy gets captured trying to go back to the ranch again. He goes, I'm going back over there. I said, go back over there. So we're talking back and forth. I said, listen, when you're done with him at the police station, you need to go back to the ranch house, the farmhouse again, and find out why he went back over there. He wants something in there really bad. Yeah, of course. Yeah. If the police were there and he took off running, yeah. why is he going back in there again? Yeah. Go back to the house and search with the lady to find out what is it that he left there. And she did. She sends me the video. I'll show you the video, guys. It was like crazy. I said, look, there's something there. And if there's something he's trying to hide, you're probably going to find panties, jewelry, clothing, something that belongs to victims. She shows me, woo, she shows me the, the video while I'm there, while they're doing this. They find the, a, a backpack, a little kid's backpack with cartoons on it. It had a pair of his pants and a shirt. And they find a bunch of jewelry, dude. So everything you were saying is in there. Victims, a bunch of victims, jewelry. One, the victim was the backpack. Yeah. And a bunch of jewelry yeah. from all his victims. Knives, uh, motorcycle helmets, and, and some different hidden areas like that. Uh, so we're waiting on the DNA on that guy. Oh, so, so no DNA back yet. So we don't know. This we might don't be our guy. This is going to be so, the guy. So she's almost turning into like a, like a John Walsh of she, Brazil. Like where as yeah. a victim's parent, she's inspiring new yeah. situations okay. and new ideas and information yeah. to, to, to help similar people she's while the, still trying to solve her case. Yeah. She's the That's catalyst awesome. to the case. That's, awesome. man. That's good. That's and we would we want that from every victim's family. We do, and some of them do, and and some of them don't. They they don't know how. Yeah. But why can an investigator not in, entice a victim's family to to be that type of person? Yeah. I think it's cool. it's good because it, it might not be the guy, but somebody's going. Hmm. There's something suspicious about that guy up there that lives on the top of that hill, and uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but. Now I have a reason to call the police to go investigate that guy because it might be the killer. That's all we're asking yeah. for. Yeah. That's yeah. all we're asking for. You, you bring somebody to your house. He doesn't want to tell you what his name is. He only works for cash. He's hiding something. Call. Mm-hmm. Why not call? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you good. Call the police and that's it. Let them figure it out. Take a break? It's good stuff. Yeah. We're, we're going to take a break. Think that, uh, and you're currently working that case now. Yeah, yeah. We're All doing right, that. so guys, we're go check it right. out on social media if you're listening now. While this break is going, first listen to the break, and then uh, we'll be back. We have some. By the way, I don't know if you're ready for this. The chair is going to be turned. Tables are going to be turned, and you tell me how I did from an interview and interrogation spot. But we have a interview and interrogation portion coming up. All right. Right after this. Let's see. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. What's in the cup? Guys, what's in my cup? Blackout Coffee Company. We joined up with them. I've been drinking it and I enjoy it. And I think you may enjoy it as well. So you can go over to our website and click the link. Or you can just go to their website, blackoutcoffee.com, and use our coupon code to get 10% off. The code is DSP10. So go over, check it out. And we're back. That's right. That's right, Freddie. We're back. 
Welcome to the interview and interrogation, gation, gation portion. This is the portion where we poll the audience and they ask us questions to ask you. It's a little more intimidating. You're on the other side of the interview table now. You're in my house. Turn the lights red. Ooh. Are there consequences involved here? Do I get to leave or do I have to stay? <laughs> depending on, depending upon the outcome of your questions, sir, your that's, answers. That's the only one where fear is evident if there's a consequence. If there's no consequence, then I'm all... He's, he's already broken you down. <laughs> Zero <laughs> consequence. Yeah, why do you... Why do I have to be scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> you're not scary enough. What, are you going to give me a donut? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, play along. Yeah. So right, just play along. Just be nervous. <laughs> Look at the hat, man. You might get a ticket. From a trooper, I'm not gonna. I don't have any trooper tickets, but I'll call one over here, okay? Because I noticed the way you parked in front of my house. It's you might back parking <laughs> Poor, poorly. Poorly. I'm just kidding. All right. So we pulled the audience. We asked on uh, on a donut. Ch- no, it was actually on my on Nick, Nick off duty plug. Uh, on Nick off duty um, Instagram. Pulled the audience. Uh, recently got uh, 4.6 million views on a video. Just saying. Good so I uh, got a little bit of new on Nick off duty. Yeah. Two plus two, two plus thousand new followers or something like that. So oh, legit. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So thanks, Cascade. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, so let's go ahead and start. I'll take the first one. Sure. Bring it. We're gonna shoot you questions, and then you just answer to your best of your ability. I can wax on you, or wax off. You can wax on or wax Mr. off it. Miyagi. Let's right. see. First question comes by our friend at No Let. Media, Nolete Media. Uh, from the picture, it looks like he says, "What steps should you take to become a homicide detective?" And now, before you answer, we have an entire hour-plus podcast on it. But if you could just condense that down, smaller answer. Right, 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 right. So, uh, yeah. I'm- we're hopefully we're thinking that this person's already a police officer once his requirement is first step become a police officer check is a must need uh-huh. you can't get there without already going through the ropes going on the street um, uh, going through your p- patrol years in, in investigations I would strongly recommend to become an investigator and already in another unit an investigator in another unit check done okay and then start doing the training way ahead before you go interview for this new position of homicide investigator. Already have your interrogation courses, your homicide courses, uh, things that you can do on your own and get those certificates and those diplomas and the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then when there's an opening and there's a board meeting of you coming in, you're bringing that book with all those certificates and telling people why you're the best candidate. Right. And you, can, you don't have to be a detective to take that interview and interrogation course. It's offered to also patrolmen, police officers. That's correct. That's correct. Nice. That sounds like episode eight from season one. In his first. Yeah, almost that entire answer. All right. Well, yeah, we, we, thank you for that. So he's not lying. He condensed it down. Go uh, check episode eight if checking. you want to further expound on that situation. Those details. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Let's go with a question from... Julian B. Giorgio. B.J. Orgo. What's up, Julian? <laughs> yeah, we'll read it in Nick's speak or we'll read it in <laughs> my speak. Julian B. Giorgio. Uh-huh. Uh, what degree do you have or recommend to get in order to become a detective? Similar type, but... My right? degree now Should is... you have a degree? 
Right. My degree now is I'm a, 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 my master's degree is in forensic psychology. Nice. And I am in the, uh, my PhD program for behavioral science and criminal justice. Oh. But uh, if, you're, if, you have, if you're, you haven't gotten there yet and you're thinking, hey, I want to be in an investigation at some point in my career, then make a decision for something related to criminology, criminal justice. Um, and if that you want to do something else, at least something that can, is at a level of research where you're constantly researching information, this is basically what an investigator does all the time. Right. And I say criminal justice only because you're going to be so involved in law research while you're an investigator that it's just going to make your life so much easier while you're applying charges and looking for the probable cause and what is the crime and know the elements of the crime. If you have this already edu formal education, it's going to make your life so much easier. So would you take, and this is, this is to piggyback off this question, uh, would you take understanding the psychology behind human behavior or the procedural over... I'm just... I, I know you want both, but you ha just pick one. This is the game we're playing, baby. Right, right, pick right. Pick one. I like, I like the procedural guy better. Procedural guy. Like I, I want somebody who knows the foundation of law. Law. Okay. Right? And this is, this is as basic as that book that's given to you at the police academy is our state statute book for mm -hmm. your state wherever you are. This is not a book for you to leave around collecting dust in your police car. Uh, peruse through it every now and then. Yeah. So you know when a crime is being committed, what charges apply, and then you also know what the penalties are for those charges and what other additional crimes have been committed. So I'm all about the procedural guy. I like the book smart guy. I'm, I'm good with that guy. I'm good with the, the other investigator in the team that has the wit and the street smarts and all that. Yeah. But you, you need that that bookworm guy in your team. Yeah, uh, for sure. Okay. I like it. Uh, I just was, do you think it's, and I know this is, this is not the, I'm just piggybacking again. Do you think yep. it's, the book is always going to be there, but can you get the street smarts through learning it? Do you think, do you think, have you ever got a, a, a what they, we call in police work a green or on the streets they call him a green guy who's yep. like, man, this guy's never going to get it. And then eventually they like catch on to it and then some people are like, Bro, this guy still hasn't gotten the, it. The grasshoppers are always going to learn with experience. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. But when you, you have that street experience, yeah, that's all good. But when you have something structured behind that, yeah. you're not going to cut corners and you're going to know, you, you're going to know how to follow the laws. And unfortunately for us, the criminals don't have is we have to abide by laws. And they abide by rights of the offenders, victims' rights. We have to know and how to navigate through these laws to apply the right charges and investigate the case. It can be a solid case. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I like it. What do you do? All right. So uh, next question. Doing good so far. You don't seem too nervous, Freddie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, need some more of this special coffee. Uh, I think the last question will, will, will get you on your nerves, though. Ooh. But here's, here's one. Um, and again... You answer how you would like. What's your worst homicide? And I know all are bad, but one that made you say, wow. And uh, you could just a, a, a quick summary of it. The guy's name is, uh, the, 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 the person who asks is at CCG1981. CCG1981. Thanks for the question. Sieg1981. CCG. 
So we were talking about a wow case, uh, like something unique about it, or is that what he's talking about? Something different. You, just, you could apply it however you would like. I know you. I know it's a, a vague question. In the middle of a hurricane. Yeah. yeah. Or something. You something know. that you're just like, wow, this is. You know, we, wow. There's so many cases. I mean, so many, so many different cases. We've. You're talking about storms. Uh, How got, about a unique? A unique murder case. Let me uh, and a summary. You don't have to let go. Me, let me give you just a quick one, real okay. quick one. All right, two o'clock in the morning. Dad's sitting in the living room. Grandma's in the kitchen making stuff. His twenty-one-year-old son's taking a shower, and there's a burglar in the backyard. And he's going to attempt to enter the the residence through the the rear of the house where Dad is sitting watching TV. Right. Dad's watching TV. He hears the door, doorknob turning. Click, right. click, click, click. Dad looks. He goes, oh, my God, I think there's somebody out there. Grandma says, hold on a second. Don't go out there. She goes to the closet, gets, gets a golf club, two golf clubs, gives one to the dad, goes to the shower to her 21-year-old grandson. He goes, take this club. There's a guy trying to come in the house. Kid's all butt-ass naked. He's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> he runs out naked with a club, and dad's got the club. They're waiting for the offender to come in, but instead they open the door. The offender runs and falls in the pool. They jump in the pool to get him. The guy swims out of the pool. They, all, they both get out of the pool, and they chase him around the side of the house. The front of the house is a front gate. He can't get out. They get him. They start beating him with the clubs. The son's an MMA fighter. Probably better than McGregor. I don't know. I'm just saying. Right. Ooh. Ooh. That was a bad one. It was bad. That was oh. bad. It was bad. Oh. It was bad. Um, so they they get it. So the offender starts fighting the kid. So the kid starts defending himself, and in the front yard of the house, you go these. We have these little palm trees, like I used to have in my house. It's two little palm trees that grow together, come out like this. Yes, I think I got them out there. Yeah. So the while they're in the fight and they're wrestling and they fall, the kid's on his back and the offender falls with his neck in between the two palm trees, and that was the end of the broke his neck. Or, or killed, killed them the, the palm trees and the falling down the palm trees he got his neck got stuck in there like that snapped or done choked them out choked right them there. out okay, okay. It okay choked them out with his weight and the trees there um, that's very uh, the the unique part of it is yeah. is this this comes back to the castle doctrine and you defending yourself in your own home with your own family yeah and uh, he wasn't charged he wasn't yeah. charged and it was it was. And it was nothing, uh, I want to say, extravagant about it, but that that had a, a play into it. Look, the, the palm trees didn't intend to kill a guy. Yeah. It's the all intentions of everything the the offender was doing. And, and there were victims in the house. Uh, I agree and, with and you And a on very that. Uh, witty grandma. Yeah, there's golf clubs. Yeah, she, she knew where to get the weapon, how to defend the family. She's yeah. like 80-something years old. You take these golf wow. clubs. So um, Castle Doctrine, uh, that's a thing. Yes. Yeah, you you know it's uh it's it's you defending yourself in your own home. Yeah. Somebody in, coming into your house, standing your ground, uh, just like you being inside your own vehicle, and then there's a carjacking trying to come in to harm you and uh, take you, kidnap you while you're in your car. You can defend yourself. And that guy, since he couldn't get out, and I don't want to go into too much of the detail, but there's a chance that he could have got he could have went back in. To the grandmother. And he goes around, holds her hostage. So it's, yeah. it's you know, yeah, he's still on my sleeping, property. Mom sleeping in the house. It was another sister in the house. 
So, yeah, for sure. Now, in another case, I'm just saying, uh, what is this called? Uh, hypothetically speaking, right? S- somebody is in the house and the fight ensues to the streets, no longer on the property. Yeah, it's a continuing... So as long as it continues... It's a continuing act. It's just... There was no lull. Look, what's always going to be looked at is the threat level. Yeah. You know, what threat is this offender presenting? Yes. And is there a, a lull or a break in the offense? Yeah. You know, the guy takes off running... From your house. Goes to the store, you, buys a he, drink. He, you chase him. He disappears from around the corner. Now you find him in the other corner and yeah. you kill him. Eh, you might have a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Not so good. Okay. Um, I'm up. Last and final one. No, yes. no, there was one more. I didn't uh, send it to you. you. Oh, well, then let me read my last and final yeah. one. We're going to call it yo-yo underscore Isais. Maybe Isaias. Isaias. Yeah. No profile picture. Yo yo. Isa Isa. Isaias. Uh, whatever. Isa Isa. Isa Isa. Star Wars. Yeah. Isa Isa. <laughs> yo yo. Um, <laughs> just, just get to the question. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm Are trying you one to. of those guys at the bars? <laughs> at, the, at the Star Wars bar? Isa Isa. It's a cantina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he <laughs> likes Star Wars. <laughs> Okay. You're going to get him in the weeds now. Off we go. We have totally (laughs) forgotten and lost the show. All right. How does it feel when you finally put the handcuffs on a criminal? I will tell you something about that. Um, The actual handcuffing is done by a patrolman that will come to the interrogation room. But the time that we do put handcuffs on is on cases where police officers were killed in the line of duty or a police officer's brother or family member. Mm-hmm. And wherever that offender is, we take the handcuffs of that policeman, whether he's the policeman who was killed in the line of duty or the, the officer. Yeah. Right, or he was injured severely or that officer that his family member was killed and we captured the offender. We'll, we're obviously going to chase that offender, hunt him down wherever he's at, and we're going to use that policeman's handcuffs. And that one I will do, personally myself. That is a it it it, it brings it all all around. That it's um, these guys are never going to get away. We're never going to stop on, on on a case like that or any kind of case like that. But recent case I know of that was the OPD uh, uh, Daytona Beach. Daytona did, did Day- that as well. Daytona Beach PD. Yeah. Um, they they just did the Daytona Beach officer that was. Uh, shot by that man, and then there was the uh, manhunt, and they ended up finding him in in Georgia. They uh, they handcuffed him with his cuffs. Yeah. Same thing. With and the Orlando and the Beach. Daytona Beach uh, police chief in his press conference about it made sure to explain that it, it's. I, I hadn't seen it necessarily in mainstream media, where you know that's kind of like a inside behind the blue line yeah, kind of yeah. uh, conversation, but uh, that. Daytona Beach chief in his press conference said it and explained it in detail. Yeah. Didn't just mention it. Like he said it in detail. No, and, and there uh, and, and we tell the offender too. you know, whose handcuffs these are the man you killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have survived the interview and interrogation gation portion. How do I do, man? As an investigator, investigator, bro. What do you think? You got a spot for me on the team? You're, you're moving your hands around. You're showing some expression. You know, yeah. You're bringing along the extracting information. Yeah, all right. All right. Hey, so so what you're saying is you got a spot for me on the team. 
Uh, I don't know, Jake. <laughs> you got you to gotta get your Dick Tracy hat now instead <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, trooper yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to change the attire. Can we improve it? Uh, improve by maybe adding one of those lights and then putting it on the... Let it swing a little yeah. bit. It's yeah, and a, putting it's it on a there. Squeaky, a squeaky eee. arm. Yeah. yeah. Huh? What about introducing a giant phone book? Huh? Uh, <laughs> first, episode, first episode of The Shield? 70s. That's 70s. I'm just saying. I mean, what was a little more intimidation factor. All next, right. Next time I'll bring my Panama hat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Congratulations for surviving. I mean, I thought, you know, thought he was going to be a little more nervous, but. Yeah. I see a little sweat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it could be that the garage is like 95 the, the degrees. Pores, the pores are opening. That's All right, well, we'll, we'll be right back. Yeah. What's up, podcast land? It's Justin here. Thank you very much for streaming and listening to these podcasts over on all the podcast apps. We really appreciate it. For those of you that may be listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can, go out to the front of it and throw some stars up for the donut shop and uh, maybe even write a review. We appreciate it. Uh, We love doing this, and we're going to have a lot more great shows coming up for you in the future. Now, back to the podcast. We're back, Fred. Thank you for surviving that. Uh, interview and interrogation. It was portion. intense. It was intense. The interrogation part was intense. <sighs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start building. I'm going to put my resume, submit my resume for All your right. for All your right. uh, for your company there. So, speaking of company, what do you got? What do you got coming up? Because we're wrapping it up. What do you got coming up for you? What's Freddie Ponce doing? Looking from here on out for the next six, seven months. What are you going to be doing? Yeah. So we're rolling out the tomorrow. We start the interview interrogation course, a 40 hour class. I'll have 25 investigators from our region here in South Florida. How do we sign up for that? How do we sign up for that? Agencies. So they, the FDLE uh, website or through uh, City Miami website training center, and they can uh, go to that. This one's obviously full. It's already this week, but uh, coming up uh, late July, there's another one, and I'm booked all through October, but uh, there's... There are slots available, but all they have to do is go into the Miami Police Training Center website, and uh, they'll, they'll get through those classes. Uh, we're also rolling out uh, a criminal law class and a um, case case preparation and court presentation course as well. Can I can I ask you something? Yeah, because uh, I have an answer. Donut Shop Podcast is worldwide. We're worldwide. Uh, that's worldwide. So and you people wanna- talk. Uh, you want to do a course about donuts? No, what? I, yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm asking is if I'm if I'm somewhere else, can I uh, sign up for this class that's taking place in Florida? In Miami is what your where your next class is or wherever. Yeah. And the, are the uh, what you're teaching is technique. It's not necessarily laws because laws might be you can't apply the Florida laws. Might not be the same as uh, you know right, right. Georgia or, Georgia or, Il- so or Illinois. No, that's fine, and we include uh, federal laws there also with okay. uh, criminal law. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, anybody from around the country can come to uh, to the training center or wherever it is that I'm hosting classes. Just uh, you can go to my website, criminalinvestigationstraininggroup.com, uh, or communicate, send me and shoot me an email, uh-huh. and tell me what you're interested in. What your agency is interested in, and we'll we'll go to you. We'll create yeah, a, yeah. a bring, course design. Yeah, bring it. Nice. Bring the show on the road. So, anyways, uh, uh, always a pleasure to have you on. Yes. We want to have you back. First reoccurring guest from season one, yeah. and here you are on season two. So, yes, folks, we're going to be bringing back guests from season one. Um, if you guys have any questions that you would like to ask Freddie, 
or maybe regarding, you know, you, you did some time on First 48, um, so you might have seen him from that. Yes, he is the guy. Yeah. Uh, and I'll bring uh, updates on the, uh, on the Brazil case so you see where we're at. We have some pending portion of the investigations that we're looking at some suspects, but that I can't reveal what that information is. But hopefully when, when you have me back, I'll have the, what the update is and where we're at. Oh, yeah. What's, uh, what's the story with the podcast, with your podcast? Yeah, where's man, the talking moita? Uh, the, man, the, I am doing so much work right now with the, with the cases, with the consulting, and with the, the training that's got me uh, really busy. But we'll, we'll try to get some in there. But yeah. I'm not at that podcast level that you guys are at. Yeah, we're, you, we're you, working. you mean you don't take a year off at a time like we did? <laughs> well, we got you. We got you on Anchor and stuff like that. So you're yeah, on, yeah, you yeah. on Anchor and probably pushing out to Spotify and iTunes better now and stuff, right? Yeah, with, uh, it's getting a little bit of traffic, but not as much as I would like. But, yeah, for sure um, – we're um, definitely going to do one here with the uh, with the Brazil case, and our goal is that we're going to travel to Brazil and and do possibly some documentary work in Brazil on this case. So nice, we might go live with you from Brazil. We'll see. Let's nice. do it. Let's do it. Well, uh, Freddie, salute, my brother. All right, I'll get the left-handed cup. Yeah, <laughs> salute. Donut Shop podcast right. mug still available. Justin, tell him where to go get it after you're done. Take your sip. <laughs> There's silence. I'll take my sip now. Wow, Donutshoppodcast.com. I see, you I can see buy, uh, <laughs> buy these mugs. Yeah, donutshoppodcast.com. Get the mugs. Check us out. Bye. All, all, the, all the episodes are up there as well. Yeah, and thank you. And we got stickers for sale, too. <laughs> we got stickers. <laughs> so if you're, if you're four there's to six a, years old and you're... I know, I know. There's a knife right here, too. I like stickers. We don't have knives for sale. All right, thanks. Bye. Adios. Peace out. Calling all units, calling all units. Donut Shop has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040.